Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. It was a warm, clear afternoon as the Lone Ranger and his Indian companion, Tonto, rode leisurely along the trail leading to their camp in the hills outside of the little town of Sterrett. They had ridden for some minutes in silence. Then the Lone Ranger spoke. In a few days, Tonto, we'll break camp and go southward to Eagle Pass. And why we go there, Kimasabi? Because I've learned that there's a gang of outlaws operating near there. The law hasn't been able to track them down. I thought we'd try You look. Over there. Hmm. Indian spoke signals. That's right. Hello. I see another one farther south. See? Ah. Me see it. What message are they sending? Me know in a minute. Oh, but doesn't mean that the Indians are going to go no, on. Me, me know now, Kimasabi. It's message for Lone Ranger. For me? Ah. And say, go to mission. Go to the mission, huh? That's right. Must be very important, Toto. The 
Padre never uses that method of reaching us unless it is. Isn't that right? And when we go to mission? We go break camp immediately. Then we'll head for there. We ought to be able to make it before morning. Come on, Silver! Come on, Scout! The Lone Ranger and Tonto returned to their camp and immediately prepared for the journey southward to see the Padre at the mission. Some time ago, the masked man had made arrangements with the Padre so that in time of trouble, the Padre could be almost certain of getting a message to him by contacting an Indian tribe in their village near the mission. Though primitive, this method of communication was fast and had been used many times by the Padre to reach the Lone Ranger, but only when some serious trouble made it necessary. It was well after dawn when the Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived at the mission and drew rain in the patio. Oh, sir. Oh, there we go. Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Good morning, Padre. We see Indian signals. We come quick. I knew you would. You must be tired after your hurried journey. Come inside and have some refreshments. Thank you. Come, Tonto. Uh-huh. I have been expecting you, amigos. See, I have set the table for you. That was thoughtful of you, Padre. But before we eat, I'm anxious to know the reason you sent for us. As you wish, my friend. Do sit down. Oh, thank you. Now, me sit on round here. I'll start at the beginning. The night before last, I was about to retire. A thunderstorm had come up, and at its height, I heard someone pounding on the mission door. Concerned about a wayfarer being out in such a torrent... I hastened to the door and opened it. Come in out of the storm, amigo. Quickly. I saw the lights of the mission. I hope it's all right, Padre, to stop here. Of course, my son. You you seem weary. Sit down near the fire and rest. Thanks very much. Maybe I shouldn't have come here. I welcome any who come seeking shelter, amigo. I'll be grateful if you can... Well, put me up for the night, Padre. But of course, my son. Have you traveled far? Not too far. I rode from... That is, a. You need not tell me. It does not matter. You can continue your journey tomorrow after you're rested. Thanks. But I... Well, I haven't decided where... That is, a... Oh, what's the use? You seem to be in trouble, my son. If it's anything you care to tell me... No, no, I... No one can help me, I guess. They'll find me sooner or later, but I... I didn't do it, Padre. I swear I didn't. But they'll hunt me down and hang me for something I didn't do. Perhaps if I knew more... No, I... no, I can't tell anyone. Nobody will believe me. Nobody can help me. My son, a troubled mind is best relieved by confiding in someone. I will believe you, and I'm bound by my vows to keep your confidence. Moreover... I know of one who would try to help you. Were I to tell him I felt you were sincere. I don't know just what to do. Trust me, amigo. Well, I... All right, Padre, I'll tell you. I'm Frank Lewis from Rock Ridge, south of here. I owned part of a mining claim there and was getting along fine. And so the young man poured forth his story, and with such sincerity that I was impressed with the fact that he was telling the truth. I see. I decided to send for you, my friend, in hopes that you might be able to help him in his hour of trouble. What was it he told you, Padre? I I want you to hear the story from his own lips, amigo, as he told it to me. Then Frank Lewis is still here. See, 
He has been anxiously awaiting your arrival. Come. I will take you to him. All right. Come along, Toto. Uh-huh. Come. He has slept but very little. This is his room. Come in. The friends of whom I spoke to you have arrived, my son. Masked man and an Indian. I vouch for them, amigo. You must have faith in them as I have. Thank you, Padre. I'll trust them, Padre, since you do. You won't regret it, Frank. We're here to help you if we can. While you tell your story, Frank, I'll go prepare food and drink for us all. I promise you they will never betray your confidence. Please sit down. I'll tell you what I told the Padre. All right. Well, this is Tonto, my trusted friend. How? Glad to meet you, Tonto. Now we're ready to listen, Frank. As I told the Padre... I owned a half share in a mine over near Rock Ridge. Dad left it to me when he died. The hombre who owned the other half was an old friend of Dad's and mine. Old Walt Simmons. I see. Two days ago, old Walt and I went into town in the late afternoon. He went out to the cafe while I stopped to see Doc Willis's daughter, Nancy. That evening, I went to the cafe to meet old Walt. He wasn't around when I got there, but a short time after, he came out of the back office with Jerry Bender, the cafe owner. Well, I see you're waiting for me, Frank. Had some business to attend to with Jerry Bender. Hey, Jerry? <laughs> sure did, Walt. Set everybody up, barkeep. It's on the house. Old Walt and I are celebrating a deal. What's it all about, Jerry? Yeah, what's the big deal, Walt? Yeah, that's what I'd like to know, Walt. What kind of a deal could you make with Bender? Well, you see, Frank, now, I hope you don't take it the wrong way, but, well, uh, uh, it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> what Wall is trying to tell you, Frank, is that he just sold me his half of the mining claim. He just did what? Now, Frank, it was all kind of sudden like... Doggone it, Walt, why didn't you tell me you were thinking of selling out of me like that? I call it a dirty trick, that's what. Now, now, don't go getting riled up at me, son. Matter of fact, I didn't have no idea of selling when we come into town this afternoon. Well, then how come you did it? Well, Jerry offered me a good price for it. Cash on the line, too. And I got it right here in his bag. Yes, sir. He gave me $10,000 for my share. $10,000? Now, you look here, Bender. You had some reason for giving Walt a big price like that for his share. You know it isn't worth that much by a long shot. <laughs> What's the matter, Lewis? Sore because you didn't get to me first? Why, you... Yeah, now, Frank, take it easy. Take it easy, you say? I think it's a rotten trick to play on me, making Ben to my partner. You and I got along just fine. I never thought you'd double-cross me. No use your glaring like that at old Walt. The deal's all settled. And like he says, he's got the cash right there. Doggone it, Frank. If I thought you'd have taken it so hard, I guess I would have thought twice, but... With that big offer and all, I sort of got talked into it. Well, it's done now, so you might as well forget it. You coming home? Well, I was figuring to celebrate a bit, but if you want to go... Let's get out of here. If we don't, I'm liable to say a few things I'll be sorry for. Come on. I started for home with him carrying the cash in his saddlebag. That's a lot of money to carry around, Luce. Hmm, that's right. I know. Walt intended to go back in the morning to the bank with it. I see. Go on, Frank. Well, when we got a little way out of town, I remembered something I wanted to tell Nancy. Walt said he'd go on home alone if I wanted to go back. So, finally, I turned around and rode to Nancy's house. Oh, but then? 
The house was dark. I figured Nancy had gone on a call with her dad, Doc Willis, like she did quite often. I hung around almost an hour. Then when she didn't come back, I went back to the cafe to help pass the time. About ten minutes later, two of Jerry Bender's men come into the cafe, all excited. Listen, boys. We just come from the sheriff's office and there's been a killer. Who's been killed? Did they catch the killer? Hold on, hold on now. Give us a chance to tell you. Joe and I was coming along the west trail a while ago and we found old Walt. Dead in a doornail. Brought his body in. Oh, yes, sir. Shot in the back, look like. No. Of course, can't be. Hey, what's all the excitement, Tex? Old Walt Simmons, Jerry. Joe and I found him dead in the trail. Holy mackerel. I can't believe it. What we can figure is why anyone would kill a poor old cod, Jerry. He was pretty well liked around here. Yeah, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Quiet down. Hey, look, Lewis. How come you're back here at the cafe? You left here with old Wall about an hour or so ago, didn't you? Sure I did. But I decided to tell Nancy something, so I came back to town. Walt rode on alone. You don't say. Funny thing that you were sore at him when you left here. Fact is, you suggested he leave with you. After you found out he had that cash with him. That's right. Cash, did you say? The sheriff searched the body and his saddlebags, too. He just had a couple of silver dollars in his pocket, and that's all. So that's it. Lewis, I say you killed Walt. Don't move any of you. He's what? got his cover with his gun. I didn't kill Walt, but I'm not staying here to take the blame. I'm getting out of here right now. And the first stombre that tries to interfere gets led. Stay back, all of you. Easy, boy. Get up there. Get up took him by surprise and got a good start. Then the big storm came up and it gave me a chance to get away. Later, I saw the lights of the mission and came here. That's the story, mister. Believe me, I didn't kill Walt. I couldn't do such a thing. The circumstances were all against you, Frank. I know. Well, I should have known you wouldn't believe me. Now you know. The Padre said you might help me. Frank, I am going to help you. I believe your story, and I know Toto does too. That's right. What? You mean... We'll leave here at nightfall and pitch camp in the hills outside of Rock Ridge. It won't be easy, but I think we can prove you didn't kill old Walt. And we'll do all we can to find out who did kill him. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had met young Frank Lewis at the mission and had listened attentively to the story he had to tell concerning the killing of Frank's old partner and the subsequent accusation of murder against Frank. As the young man talked, the Lone Ranger studied him closely and realized from Frank's sincerity and anxiety that he was telling the truth. Deciding to help Frank, the Lone Ranger and Tonto left the mission with him at dusk. About two hours later, they pitched camp outside Rock Ridge in a well-hidden spot. Then the Lone Ranger discussed the situation with Lewis and Tonto. I don't know yet just where to start, Frank. Are you sure no one saw you waiting at Willis's place? I'm sure no one did. Oh. It looks to me like Jerry Bent is out to frame me somehow, hoping he can get my share of the mine, too. But I can't prove a thing. Hmm. Tell me, did old Walt have any peculiarities? Well, he... He was known to keep whatever papers he had in his pockets. Like the deed to the mine and things like that. I see. I don't see that that would help. Hmm. You get ID, maybe, Kimasabi? I did have a thought, but it wouldn't... <gasps> Might work at that. Uh-huh. And what you think of? I'll tell you and Frank about it later. Tonto, I want you to help me with a disguise. I want to make up as an Easterner. Uh-huh. Me do it. After we finish that, you and I will ride to the nearest town east of here. And why we do that? Frank, when does the stage from the east arrive in Rock Ridge? Is there one due soon? Yeah, the stage from the east gets in Rock Ridge tomorrow afternoon. And what's the nearest town east of Rock Ridge? Milton. It's about 15 miles east of town. Good. That will give us time. You can wait here while Tonto and I ride to Milton. Tonto will bring back my horse, Silver, and I'll board the stage for Rock Ridge. Me not savvy. You will, Tonto. Want to help me with the disguise. Then, before we leave for Milton, I'll tell you and Frank about the plan I have in mind. If it works, Frank should be in the clear by tomorrow night. Later that night, after explaining what he intended to do, the Lone Ranger, disguised as a prosperous Easterner, set out with Tonto for the nearby town of Milton. It was still dark when they arrived at the edge of town where they reined up and dismounted. I'll walk on into town from here, Tonto. I'll have plenty of time before the stage leaves, and you should get back to the camp long before the stage arrives in Rock Ridge. Mm, that's right. Uh, here's a note I prepared. Take this with a silver bullet to the sheriff in Rock Ridge as soon as you get there. You give note and bullet to Sheriff. Now, uh, you and Frank know what to do. I'll see you later. Uh, we go back now. All right. Adios, Tom. Adios. Me take Silver. Get him up, Scout. Come, Silver. Tonto arrived at the camp before noon and carried out the Lone Ranger's instructions. It was almost noon when one of the sheriff's deputies entered the cafe and went to Jerry Bender's office. Come on in. Hi, Jerry. Uh, what can I do for you, Mike? The sheriff wants to know if you'll let Joe and Tex ride out with him in the posse right away. He's going to spend a few hours trying to get a line on Frank Lewis again. Well, I reckon I can spare them. They're out in the cafe. Go call them in, will you? Sure. Hey, Tex. Jerry wants to see you and Joe. All right. Here they are, Jerry. 
What's up, Jerry? Well, the sheriff needs a couple of more men in the posse. He's going to try again to get a line on Lewis. Takes you and Joe going on ride with him. All right. If you say so, Jerry. How long are they going to be out, I wonder? The sheriff says they'll be back by sundown. Well, that's good enough. Go get your Bronx and help them out. <laughs> I sure hope you come back with Frank Lewis this time. We'll see him hang yet for killing old Walt. All right, get going. Try it, That afternoon, a short time after the stage arrived in Rock Ridge, a tall, prosperous-looking Easterner walked into the cafe and approached the barkeep. Yes, you came in on the stage, eh, mister? What do you have? Just a little information, if you can give it to me. Sure. What do you want to know? Where can I find a man by the name of Walt Simmons? <laughs> hey, Jerry, this will interest you. What? This hombre wants to know where he can find Walt Simmons. <laughs> What's your reason for wanting Walt Simmons, stranger? Reason enough. Do you know where I can find him? Now look, there's too many with their ears hanging out around here. Come on back to my private office where we can talk. All right. Have a chair, mister. Thanks. You can give up looking for Walt Simmons. He's dead. Dead? Yep. Was killed three or four days ago. By his partner, a young, hot-headed hombre named Lewis. I see. And my trip here is useless, I guess. Well, it depends. If, for instance, you came out here to see about buying his share of the mining claim... I was after more than a mining claim, my friend. Really? Hmm. Say, my name's Bender, Jerry Bender. Maybe I can help you in some way if you want to tell me uh, what you... A friend of mine told me Walt Simmons was rather peculiar. That is, he always carried personal papers around with him. Yeah, I heard that about Walt, but... Uh, Suppose but... I told you, Bender, that I came out here prepared to pay a very large sum for a valuable map Simmons possessed. Valuable map, you say? Yes. Anyone seeing it would realize its value. A map of what, for instance? Well, for instance, it could have been a map showing the location of a hidden gold mine. A map like that would be worth, oh, perhaps $30,000 or so. Holy catfish. And if someone found a letter from me telling Simmons what I believe the map to be worth, well... That's something to think about, mister. Yes, isn't it? I suppose his next of kin would have his personal effects. Perhaps I'd better try to find out from the sheriff. Uh, look, you... Why don't you uh, wait a while and come back later? Maybe I can find out about that map for you. Well, all right. I'll be anxious to know what you find out, Mr. Bender. Oh, I'll amuse myself around town for a few hours and then come back. Yeah, yeah, you do that. I'm sure I can find out about that map for you and get authority to dicker with you on it. Yeah, come back later. Leaving the cafe, the Lone Ranger sauntered through to the edge of town, where he met Tonto and Frank in a secluded place. Kai, Kimasabi. Kai. Well, I think our plan will have results, Tonto. I see you brought Silver with you. Ah, uh, and him miss you. You think Jerry Bender will get suspicious? I hope not, Frank. As soon as we see the sheriff and the posse ride into town, I'll go back to Bender's office. Uh, Tonto, you and Frank know what to do. Right, we'll be ready. Ah, uh, we do what you tell us. Good. If Bender reacts the way I think he will, we'll have a showdown tonight.
was sundown when the sheriff and the posse, including Tex and Joe, rode into town. The Lone Ranger hurried to reach Bender's office before the two men could get there. Well, ma'am. Good evening. Well, you came back a little too soon, mister, but I think everything will work out all right. Well, that's encouraging. Well, say, it's warm in here. You mind if I open that back window? No, go ahead. Oh, thanks. That's better. I've sent out some inquiries about that matter you spoke of. I men ought to be here for long. Well, I hope so. See, I expect to leave town tomorrow, and I... Well, we didn't have any luck, Jerry. Yeah, here they are now, mister. Would you mind letting me talk to him alone? No, not at all. I'll wait in the cafe. I think Mr. Bender's waiting for you two men. For us? What for? Come in shut the door. I'll be waiting. Hey, who's that hombre? Yeah, what's he want? Now, you double-crossers, you've got some explaining to do. Wait a minute. Why the gun? You going loco or something? Talk fast. Where's the map and letter you took off Walt Simmons' body after you shot him down? A map? You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you don't, huh? You read the letter he had, you'd know Walt had an offer of some $30,000 for a map he carried around with him. You two crooks stole it and held on to me. Now, wait a minute. We dragged off Walt like you told us to. And we brought back your 10000 cash and gave it to you. Who told you about any map? That hombre who was just in here. He'd come from the east to buy that map. Well, he's lying. Go on, get inside. I got this gun at your back. Hey, what's this? I noticed this hombre listening at the door there, so I snuck up on him. I admit you took me by surprise. Listening at the door. Then he heard what was said. We can't let him get away now. I found out something about this hombre this afternoon, too, Jerry. The stage driver was in and said he got on at Milton. He didn't come through from the east at all. He's a fake. I'll bet there isn't any map at all. That's right, there isn't. But I did get a chance to hear you two killers admit you dragged ghost Walt Simmons on orders from Bender. What? Hey, he knows the truth, Jerry. He knows too much. I'll give him what we gave Walt Simmons right now. Oh, oh my shoulder! As a bullet whined through the open window and struck Jerry Bender, the Lone Ranger, acting like a streak of lightning, dropped his hands down and back stooping slightly and grasping the extended arm of the barkeep behind him, causing the man to fly forward and land in a heap before him. As the other two grabbed for their guns, the back door slammed open. Drop those guns! Drop me! The sheriff! With his deputies, too. Look! Frank Lewis! He's with him! Yep, there he is, all right. And with the rest of us, he heard every word said. Get Jerry and take him along with these others, man. Say, mister, that was some stunt you pulled on that one who was behind you. Japanese call that judo. Helps to know a bit of it in a pinch, Frank. <laughs> him look plenty surprised when you throw him. <laughs> they all look plenty surprised, that's it. I guess you have them under control, Sheriff. Come on, Toto. Uh, uh, but hadn't been for that lion hombre talking about a map. Fine when you are to talk, Bindi. You'd have shivered in your boots if you'd have known who that was when he came in here. You were sure a good friend to me, Sheriff. I'll never forget him. <laughs> Neither will Bender and his killers. I'll bet they never dreamed they were up against the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> <laughs>